Hey folks, it's Jeff, and you're tuning in to the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. This is episode 38, and we're going to be talking about taking ownership. When we're faced with difficulties, whether it be our job, our current situation, we are often, we respond in two ways, really. We complain about it to everybody within earshot, or we do something about it. Unfortunately, most of us probably fall in the former category where we complain about it. I used to work with and I still am friends with and I know a lot of people who, you know, God bless them, God love them. They would rather complain about their situation than do something about their situation. And it breaks my heart when I think about it because I know exactly where they're coming from. And I was there. I was stuck. I didn't know what I could do. And thankfully, a light bulb went off and God gave me insight into what I needed to do. He threw me a life preserver, as it were. And I just couldn't believe that I was fortunate enough to break free of that mundane job that I couldn't stand and and just how depressed I was about it and stuff. But so many people, they'd rather feed into the situation negativity, um, depression, whatever, and it just compounds and snowballs and they feel like they can't do anything to get out of it. And I often will tell people, you, you know, your head is so messed up, you're so paralyzed by your analysis that you need to just make a change for the sake of change. Even if it's not a, an improvement, it might just be a lateral change, but it'll help you to think clearly so you can start to take advantage of opportunities that are there for you. So just a quote to start us off. It's from Gary Keller, which ironically, he's uh, the founder of Keller Williams, which is the brokerage I used to work for. Uh, I'm now with a different brokerage. Um, But he says, taking complete ownership of your outcomes by holding no one but yourself responsible for them is the most powerful thing you can do to drive your success. So instead of pointing fingers, which is what we always do, We always point fingers at other people for hurting us, for not seeing the value in what we have to offer, whatever it may be. Um, We blame our our upbringing. We blame our, our ex. We blame so many things. And instead of just taking ownership and saying, okay, this is reality. This is what's happening right now. What are the steps that I can take to better the situation? Who are the people I need to go to to make things right so that it's not this negative environment or it's not this terrible experience? But you know what? A lot of us don't believe that we have anything to offer. A lot of us don't believe that we can do something better than what we're doing now. We have a victim mindset. Some things didn't work out in our life. People mistreated us. We started to believe what they had to say about us. Instead of realizing that we have things that we can use to our advantage, we have a work ethic, we have integrity, we have diligence and uh, attention to detail. Whatever your strengths may be, they are valuable. And until you take ownership of the direction of your life and stop complaining about your surroundings, stop complaining about your salary. Stop complaining about your coworkers. You're never going to get where you want to go. 
Now, I'm not saying that I'm someone who doesn't complain. You listen to the podcast. Hopefully, you understand that I am being a total hypocrite when I say this. I complain about everything. Whenever something goes wrong, when I crash my car, woe is me. I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm such a victim. I just so easily fall back into that. and I question God sometimes. But I'm reminded constantly that we can only be in control of the things that we can control. But unfortunately, the things that we can control, we don't do anything about. Like our attitude and the way we apply ourselves. Those are the things that we can control. We can't control what somebody else does to us or what happens to us. But we can put ourselves in the best position to succeed. So the next time you get brought into your manager's office and you hear the same spiel about budget and this and and bottom line that and you just want to roll your eyes but you're afraid to do that because you know they'll see and you just are like I can't believe this is what my life has come to instead of going back to your desk and and just pissing and moaning about it to your coworkers what could you possibly do to change that because complaining about it's not going to fix the problem and for me I complained To anybody who had a willing ear to listen and you commiserate with people and everybody honors that and you're like, oh, I have these great relationships because we just get together and commiserate by the water cooler. But that's not a healthy place to be and it wasn't a healthy place for me, which is why I had to make a change. I took ownership of my career. I took ownership of the, the trajectory of my life. And when we're faced with those two, those hardships and when we're faced with a fork in the road or or a difficult situation, we have two options. We can either take ownership or we can complain about it. If you're not going to do something about it, then stop complaining. Otherwise, you would use that energy that you are using to complain to actually do something, to better your situation, to learn a new skill, to apply yourself to your current job so that you can work your way out of it. Prepare yourself. It's it's so important. <laughs> There's a funny comic and it's from uh, Randy Glassbergen. <laughs> You've probably seen him before, but he says, I don't blame others for my mistakes. I blame the same people every time. <laughs> and that's that's true too, is that we always have our, our arch nemesis or whatever at work and I'm guilty of that as well. And you would see that person and they didn't do any of the things that you did. But somehow they were lauded and you were told that you had to be more like them. Even though you were the one that people were coming to with all the problems. Because that person wasn't trustworthy. That person didn't apply themselves. That person did the bare minimum. And then you're sitting there and you're being told... Don't worry about what they're doing. You worry about what you're doing. That's the most frustrating thing you can hear as an employee. When you look around and you see the nonsense and you're trying to come to grips with it, you're trying to understand it, you bring it to your your supervisor's attention and you say, listen, you know, I'm doing this and I look around and no one else is. And what they tell you, which is total management speak jargon garbage, is don't worry about that. You worry about what you can control. And that is so frustrating, but unfortunately, in some sense, it's true. But if that's the environment that you're in, then you can take ownership. You can say, okay, I'm not going to worry about that. 
but what you're going to have to worry about is replacing me because I'm going to find somewhere where my skills are better appreciated. I'm going to find something that is better suited to my skills. I'm going to do something about this situation. I'm not just going to sit and complain and let life happen to me. If that's what you want to do, then you're perfectly content having a miserable existence. And I, I don't, can't understand that. Because when I was miserable about my job, I couldn't function. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I couldn't imagine going and taking care of business again, knowing I was going to face the same stuff, same nonsense. But you know what? I still can fall into complaining now, even though this is how many years ago at this point? Two years ago, three years ago. I I just don't quite understand it. <laughs> Jim Rohn says, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. That is so true. Everybody I talk to, it's like, well, if you're unhappy, then what are you doing about it? Ah, well. And they dismiss it. Like it doesn't have to, you know, like what can they do? I'm powerless. That's ridiculous. Oh, I, it's impossible to change. Why do people think that way? It's such a limited view of what we can do and what we were created to do. I I just don't get why people are content living in mediocrity. Now, that's not to say that I'm this successful person, but I have a, a sign on my next to my bed that my wife gave me, and it says, wake up and be awesome. And it's not an arrogance thing. It's not an egotistical thing. It's be the best version of yourself that you can be. And this isn't some... Self-help guru nonsense. It's just practical life. Like, if things suck, then just do better. (laughs) Apply yourself better. There's an interesting uh, graphic online, and it's of Muhammad Ali standing over, I don't know, it's the famous picture, you've seen it. It says, impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in the world they've been given than to explore the power they have to change it. Impossible is not a fact. It's an opinion. Impossible is not a declaration. It's a dare. Impossible is potential. Impossible is temporary. Impossible is nothing. We live in the state of thinking everything's impossible, and that's why we complain. Because we think life is happening to us, and there's no way out. And we're just in the gutter, getting kicked to the curb, whatever. Use any uh, you know analogy you want. But all things are possible. Now, will you find the, your dream job tomorrow? No. But what are you doing to get yourself out of that rut? Are you taking classes? And that, for me to say that, that's kind of funny because I don't really think you can get much out of college unless your job requires some sort of training like being a doctor or a lawyer or something like that when you actually have to go to school for that specific skill and I you know people can criticize me all they want but there are a lot of things that people do that they didn't go to school for which just proves that a lot of the study that we do in school doesn't apply to what we actually do for our daily jobs and our careers. A lot of entrepreneurs flunked out of things. They 
they weren't able to do it because we think differently. We learn differently. We learn by doing. We don't learn by being passive listeners and test takers. But I'm really, you know, I might sound pissed off or something uh, in this episode, but I, I hear a lot of excuses from people. And I made a lot of excuses for myself, and I still do from time to time. <laughs> but m- more often than not, I'm challenged to tell people, you know what? What are you doing about it? Instead of complaining about it, what are you doing to change it? And they never have a response. They never have a response to that. They go, oh, well, you know, it's just that's what life. I can't can't run from every problem. I'm not talking about running from your problems. I'm not talking about acting as though life is fine when it's not. What I'm talking about is tackling your problems head on. I'm talking about speaking up, speaking out. It has nothing to do with just change for change's sake. It has to do with identifying the things that are bringing you grief, the things that cause you to complain, and eliminating those things. Not that you're ever going to create a perfect environment for yourself, but the the idea that you're just going to stop complaining and your life is terrible. It's not, I mean, I don't think, I don't know how realistic it is. It's, um, it's something that I'm challenged with on a daily basis because I, I want to believe that my attitude can just get better, but sometimes our outlook on things is a signal to what is reality. If we see something and we address it and we have a problem with it and nobody else cares and that's what causes the bitterness. That's what causes that complaining to come out. It's like I I tried to tackle this problem and nobody cared and now I'm stuck here being made to feel like I'm the problem. Well, be the solution. Do what it takes to take ownership of your situation, whatever that may be. I know it just might seem like I'm just saying the same things over and over again, but I've I've been dealing with this so much, and I've been talking to so many different people that are unhappy, and I know that life isn't about happiness. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I believe that when you're doing the things that you were created to do, when you hit bumps and obstacles, you're going to be upset. You're going to be miserable. But you're not going to have that cycle of complaining and that depression that you used to have you're not just a couple things for you to think about today you know as we as we start off if you read the six words book if you listen to the podcast and you're like i'm ready to go man i'm ready to take over the world that's great it's a great attitude to have but when things don't go your way you cannot complain about it because Ownership and complaining go hand in hand in a sense. You forfeit your right to complain when you take ownership and accountability for your actions, for your situation. So you can be one of those two things. You can be a complainer or you can be an owner. I'd rather be an owner. I don't know about you. I'd love to hear from you though. 
Tell me, share with me situations in your life where you you went from being a complainer to an owner, to someone who was taking ownership, being accountable, even if it means admitting mistakes, even if it means asking for forgiveness from somebody because they're too stubborn to do it. Whatever it may be, take ownership of the situation. If somebody in your life is causing you grief and they're bleeding you dry or whatever, take ownership of that situation and say, I'm not just going to complain that these people are mooching off me. I'm going to cut them off. If your boss at work is being dishonest and making you carry the load, then go to him about it and talk about it. Don't talk behind his back about it. If he doesn't want to hear it and you talk to him about it, then you go to somebody else about it in the right way. If he has a problem with it, then he should have listened to you the first time. But you're doing the right things. I can't stress enough. Taking ownership about is about doing what's right, not what makes us happy. But when you do what's right, there's no room to complain. There isn't. This is an interesting quote by John Gardner. Self-pity is easily the most destructive of non-pharmaceutical narcotics. It is addictive. It gives momentary pleasure and separates the victim from reality. Self-pity. That's how you stay the victim. That's how you stay in that situation where you just complain and never make a change. You're addicted to the narcotic of self-pity instead of the uh, supplement of self-improvement, however you want to say it. It's really important that we don't get stuck in that pattern of self-pity. Here's another one. Self-pity is an awful thing. You're just wallowing, blaming, and justifying. Stop it. You're attracting negativity to yourself even more. Now, I don't get into like this, like you speaking into the world and all this kind of stuff and speaking your realities. I mean, I think that's a bunch of new age nonsense. But I do believe that how you position yourself and how you look at yourself and see yourself has an effect on your situation. It may not make it happen overnight, but if you're looking at yourself and you're saying, woe is me, and you have pity and you're complaining about everything, you're not going to all of a sudden have a better situation. So you got to deal with that first. Take ownership. What did you do to contribute with the problems that you're experiencing? What could you do better to better your situation currently, even if it means staying in that situation? How can you better your attitude? These are important things. These are heart things. These are not just business practical things. These are heart and mind situations. For me, I know the only way that I can do that is by going to God and saying, God, I need help with this. I know and I believe that I have the Spirit of God living inside of me. So I need to go to Him. If you don't believe that, I I don't know what to tell you, but you're going to have a harder time changing your outlook on things unless you bring something in that's better and higher than you. It's just the truth. And I'm not trying to be preachy here, but I don't know any other way to change the way you look at the world 
than to allow someone who's outside of this time and space to change the way you look at the world, if that makes sense. So anyway, I have just about rambled enough, I think, and I appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully this was helpful to some of you. Hopefully it was a kick in the pants to some of you if it had to be. I really appreciate every one of you that is listening. I encourage you to check out sixwordsbook.com. That's the number six wordsbook.com. I released my first ebook. It's free. You just have to go on there and we'll email it right to you. So check that out, please. I, I think that'll really help you guys. If you would like to, you can go on iTunes, leave us a review. Real person, real needs podcast, an honest review. I'll take whatever criticisms you are, uh, willing to share. Just be kind in your criticisms, constructive criticisms, not destructive criticisms. That's my only request. Uh, I also encourage you to check out uh, my Facebook, my social media. Follow me on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me by going to my website. Just go to realpersonrealneeds.com. You'll find everything there that you need. So hopefully you got something out of this. Thank you so much for listening and Godspeed. See you next week. (laughs) 